0: Welcome to the Sunday Message Podcast of Bethany Church in Fresno, California. We hope this message will encourage and equip you as you grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ. If today's message helps you, share it with a friend. If you would like to know more about the ministry of Bethany Church, please reach out on Facebook or at BethanyChurchFresno.com. And now, here's this week's message. Good morning, Bethany Church. How are you guys doing? Welcome back from uh, 4th of July. Hope your celebration was really good. If you guys have your Bibles, go ahead and light them up or open them up. We'll be in uh, Matthew chapter 6 today. I get the privilege of, one, preaching. Thank you for your grace. An unpolished guy up front is very unnerving. I don't know how many of you guys would desire to be up here, but... It's a tough thing. Um, so again, thank you for your grace, and we'll get through this. Uh, Brian is gone. I have no idea where he's at, by the way. I'm going to guess he's probably in Utah, maybe, but don't quote me on that. But uh, he will be back next week, God willing. Welcome to you on uh, YouTube, uh, all of our satellite brothers and sisters. We welcome you as well. We're opening up in a new series this, I guess it's like a four or five week. Didn't really look at how many lessons, but I get the privilege of opening up this new series called Lessons from the Trail. And it's gonna be really cool because it hits my heart. My family, some of you guys know, and some of you guys have even ventured with my family. We love to backpack. I don't know how many by a raise of hands have backpacked before even if it's an overnighter. So we got quite a few here. We got some adventurers here. We like to do a weekenders or even a full week at a time. My my wife Carrie Sue actually pushes us to go out. It's not something that let's just admit it. Who who wants to go, you know, out of the house into the unknown wilderness? and sleep on the ground and fight the mosquitoes. Not very many people, I can tell you that. So she pushes and I, in a sense, follow, but every time I fully enjoy it. So if you are in backpacking, there's one thing that you're gonna know is is that the idea of backpacking is, is to limit the amount of weight that you put on your back. Backpackers have gone as far as going to different materials and what they use. Uh, you may have heard Brian has said it in the past where they will even take their toothbrushes and drill out holes in their toothbrushes just to lighten them up so they don't have to carry all this weight. <laughs> it's crazy. A, a week-long uh, trek would probably carry a pound or a weight in your backpack of about 50 to 60 pounds. So you can see we're limiting the weight would obviously help. Carrying weight um, could also be associated in our life. We live in a consumer-driven um, culture. We are bombarded with advertisement after advertisement of buy, 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 buy. But Jesus says that we are to live generously. And by lightening our lifestyle and our packs we are able to live generously so if you turn to matthew 6:19 through 24 we'll read do not store up treasures here on earth where moth eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal store your treasures in heaven where moth and rust cannot destroy And Thieves do not break in and steal wherever your treasure is there. The desires of your heart will also be Your eye is a lamp that provides the light of your body When your eye is healthy your whole body is filled with light, but when your eye is unhealthy your whole body is filled with darkness and If the light you think you have is actually darkness how deep that darkness is no one can serve two masters for the one, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and, in, and be enslaved to money. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your beloved that are here to listen to it. We pray for our hearts to be softened to your word. It's a tough passage to listen to. So I pray that you would appeal to the spirits of the people here that we would walk away changed In your name we pray, amen So I want to take you on a small trek, just a journey Here, maybe a day hike, been up to Yosemite It's like a walk to Vernal Falls, alright So we're going to do a little bit of an object lesson Forgive me, I used to do youth ministry and stuff So I like objects and stuff, so bear with me So our first, our first object here We're going on the trek, we've got to prepare for it So we gotta take a, we gotta take a backpack, right? So this is a pretty sweet backpack. It's pretty heavy. What do you think? We ready for today? Ready for a day hike to Vernal Falls? This is a pretty sweet backpack. Anybody that's in backpacking knows that this is probably the best for the buck, okay? I'm not bragging here, but this is the one I travel with (laughs) on a week journey. It would not be fit for one day, right? It stores a lot, but believe it or not, there's some people that travel this way for a day journey. They've got everything they need and more than they need, and all this stuff looks kind of new too. Some people are even like that. So this is a huge backpack. This is not something that we would want to take. But it does represent some people in life and even in this church. It's a state-of-the-art backpack. It's got water systems. It's got everything that you would need. It even has a detachable day pack. I mean, I could literally take this part to Vernal Falls. Why would I take this whole thing? vernal falls it's crazy right but some people are like that it's heavy i'm going to be on there i'm going to i'm going to have that on my back going to vernal falls i'm going to be so distracted by the weight i may not even be worried about people around me might be looking at the trail because man this thing is starting to really hurt my back all of a sudden, I'm starting to lose the whole purpose of going to see Vernal Falls, right? And being with people because I'm so distracted by the weight. Last week, Carrie Sue and my son Curtis, you, some of you may know Curtis. Um, I'm making sure he's not here, but he'll be your next ser- service. He has the huge backpack. So I went with this half backpack, even thinking about the, this today, this sermon I went with a limited amount. We went up to Alta Peak. It's 11.5. It's out of Sequoia National Park. Some of you guys have climbed it yourselves. Um, Curtis, big backpack. And Carrie Sue and I may have stuffed the stuff in his backpack, you know, like the extra food and stuff like that. But this kid's driven. He's got long legs. He just, he treks. And when he goes, he's gone. He's gone within a minute of sight. Well, we're going down and um, we're going down the, the trail and there's one thing that I like to do. If you've been out long enough, you know how nature reacts and what their habitats are. And we're going down the, tra- the trail and I noticed around us a lot of down logs, a lot of ripped up logs. So this is bear country that we're going in. And so Curtis is so focused, he's so focused going ahead that he misses sight of a bear that's only 15 yards off the trail. It's crazy. He went right on by it. And I heard that pop. I looked over and there the bear was, Curtis, 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 come back. He missed the opportunity, saw a bear. So we can be that way. We can be so involved with what we put into our backpacks, what we put into our life, that we are so focused Luke 12, 16 through 21. I'm gonna do a little bit of scripture here, so hopefully you got your Bibles ready. I'm gonna break the, uh, the, one of the sermon rules of not using too much scripture. But we're, we're gonna do that today a little bit. Luke 21, 16 through 21. It talks about the rich fool. And it says, and he told them a parable saying, the land of a rich man was very productive. And he began reasoning to himself saying, what shall I do since I have no place in my store to store my crops? Then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build larger ones. And there I will store all my grain, all my goods. And I will say to my soul, soul, you have many goods. Lay up, lay up for I'm sorry. You have many goods laid up for many years to come. Take your ease. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool. The very night your soul is required of you. And now who will own what you have prepared? So is this man who stores up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. People who have big backpacks often live in fear. They have little trust in God and they have more trust in themselves. They have exorbitant lives, extravagant houses, exotic cars maybe, very excessive. I work in an industry, as some of you guys know, I I design kitchens and do remodels. Some of you, I've even done your own remodel. Um, But I have on occasion dealt with people who are building these extraordinary houses and they literally have two kitchens. One that's a trophy and one that is an actual workable kitchen. And I sit there and I just, I'm amazed by it. That people can get to that point. Us as believers should not be marked by that. We should be marked by our generosity. So, the man, the rich fool, he cared and he cared for himself. And all along, Jesus, all he wanted to do was carry the guy's backpack. So second one, second backpack, here we go. Let's prepare for a journey. This is our second backpack. Let's see what I got here. All right. What do you think? I'm ready. What do you think here? I got, well, maybe I don't need that. That's something to lay on. I, I got my lantern. Yeah, that's a canteen, by the way. That's from my father-in-law. He let me borrow that. That's from World War. Oh, no, that's from the Civil War. Yeah, he won't appreciate that. He used that as a little boy. No, just kidding. <laughs> this is crazy. This is a World War II backpack here. It's my brother-in-law's um, who passed away. I love the thing, but I would never dream of using that thing. On, really on any occasion. I think it's cool looking and stuff, but it's the most uncomfortable backpack. It is the wrong backpack for our journey. It's the wrong backpack. And this is the one that I kind of self-identify with. And this is, this is a person who, who is faithful in the church. And, you know, gives enough. It's convicted in some areas. But just keeps adding. Just keeps adding on. We just keep adding and we we just hope that you know we're fulfilled somehow we desire to be there but we're often here we cloud our lives with things like kids soccer games um the grandchildren the rv um things that just are good things i wouldn't say that they're bad it's good to be a it's good to be a good dad. It's good to be a mom that's that's loving their children, that and grandparents that love their grandkids. But is it always the right thing? See, the trouble with man is, is they, they always take a godly thing, a, a god thing, or I'm sorry, a good thing, and make it a god thing, and then it becomes a bad thing. And when I say a god thing, a little g-god. Mark, Mark 10, if you'd like to turn there, Mark 10. 17 through 31. And this is a fairly long passage, so I'm going to read it as fast as I can here. So buckle your seatbelts or buckle your packs. As Jesus started on his way, a man ran up to him and fell to his knees before him. So he recognizes Jesus for who he is. He's fallen on his knees. Good teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus says, Why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. You shall not fraud. Honor your father and mother. Teacher, he declared, all of these things I have kept since a little boy. Jesus looked at him and loved him one thing you lack he said go sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and right now he gives him i want you to realize this he gives him the opportunity to be a disciple come follow me and the man's face fell he went away sad because he had great wealth Jesus, Jesus looked around and said to his disciples How hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God The disciples were amazed at his words But Jesus again said Children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle Than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God Put your finger there If you think this doesn't apply to you, you're wrong We're all rich. I think it was said by, I think Francis Chan did a study. He said, you know, if you own one pair of shoes, think about how many pairs of shoes you have in your closet right now. If you own one pair of shoes, you're richer than like 96% of the world's population that ever lived. That's pretty rich. 26, pick back up. The disciples were even more amazed and said to each other, Who can be saved? Who can be saved? Jesus looked at them and said, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Then Peter spoke up. We have left everything to follow you. Truly, I say to you, Jesus said, no one has left home or brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or fields for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age. Homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and fields, along with persecutions, and in this age to come, eternal life. Again, the most important thing is the thing that God is wanting you to do, is follow Him, even more so than your family. And you know what the Spirit is saying inside you when those times are happening. Let me go through just a quick couple other things. The the Bible's rich with this stuff. In Luke 9, it talks about Jesus was walking along and another person came up and said, hey, I'll follow you wherever you go. And Jesus says, foxes have dens, birds have nests, but the Son of Man has no bed to rest his head. And another time he said to another person, come follow me. Again, he's offering him to be a disciple. Come follow me. The man agreed and then said, Lord, let me first return to my father's house and bury him. And Jesus replied, let the spiritually dead bury their own dead. Your duty is to go and preach about the kingdom of God. And then in another time he said, Yes, Lord, I will follow you, but let me go say goodbye to my family. But Jesus said, anyone who puts the hand to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom of God. Are you hearing that? I've been adding a lot of things to my life that are clouding, that are keeping me back from really doing what God wants us to do, wants me to do. The cares of these people have kept them from following Jesus. And all along Jesus just wanted to carry their backpack. Third backpack. It's the one that everybody likes. This is nice. This is made for it. You know, this is really light, doesn't hold a lot, so it doesn't have a lot of strain on the body. It's the backpack you want so that you can enjoy the trip and look around, right? Go ahead and turn it over to Luke 20. And this is a passage that sometimes is misunderstood. It, it, we only look at half the passage on this one. These are the people with the small backpacks or that are the poor and poor in spirit. So these are people who, either by their own choice or not by their choice, have become poor. And the passage here that we're looking at is the widow's mite. You've heard of it. Let me read. We're going to start at Luke twenty forty five. Then, with the crowds listening, he turned to his disciples and said, Be aware of these teachers of religious law. For they like to parade around in flowing robes and love to receive respectful greetings as they walk in the marketplaces, and how they love the seats of honor in the synagogues and at the head of the table at banquets. Yet they shame, shamelessly cheat widows out of their property, and they pretend to be pious by making long prayers in public. Because of this, they will be severely punished. Jesus looked up and saw a rich man putting their money, rich men putting their money into the money box in the house of God. He saw a poor woman whose husband had died. She put in two very small pieces of money. He said, I tell you the truth, the poor woman has put in more than all of them. For they have put in a little money, They had no need for. She is very poor and she has put in all she had. She has put in what she needed for her own living. So there's two things going on. There's the, there's the religious leaders, the big backpack guys and the little backpack widow. They're demanding she's giving. Sure, she may be giving because they're making her. Or they're robbing her out of it, but she's still giving. Why is that? Why is she giving more? Why does Jesus say that she's giving more than these guys? Could it be because she sees Jesus more than they do? And that she's generous because she has a dependency on the Lord? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's what we want to be. We want to be freed up. Why would we, why would we want to be over here with everything when Jesus has so much more for us and gives when we have need? Just like the widow. The fourth backpack. This one's a little interesting. I wasn't sure how this was going to come off, but the fourth backpack. There, there is no backpack. There is no backpack. The fourth backpack. Matthew 10. Matthew chapter 10. Some of you guys are getting calluses on those thumbs. Turning those pages, swiping. This one, I don't know honestly if it's obtainable. But I know that people have been called to do this. I've seen it. But for us on the average, you know, the average Christian, I don't know if this is obtainable. You can help me after the service if you want to talk to it, talk about it. Matthew ten, nine through ten, go and announce to them that the kingdom of God is near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cure those with leprosy, and cast out demons. Give freely as you have received. Don't take any money. Don't take your money belts, no gold, no silver, or even copper coins. Don't carry a traveler's bag with a change of clothes and sandals or even a walking stick don't hesitate to accept hospitality because those who work deserve to be fed now some of you bible guys and women are going to sit there and go no this was a specific time for a specific reason this isn't us no this is us right the great commission is to go and tell right it hasn't changed it has not changed but i mean to think about go with nothing That kind of makes me a little nervous, right? Does that seem like not good stewardship? Is that more important than trusting in God, trusting in Jesus for your every need? I mean, that's what we should be marked with. But we also, we give freely as we have received. I don't know if any of you guys are watching the series, The Chosen. Anybody seen that yet? One, two, I would, I would strongly encourage you to watch shameless, shameless plug, by the way, um, the chosen, you can go, they have an, uh, a website, they're on YouTube, they're on uh, pretty much all the uh, video feeds now, but it's pretty spectacular in how they show uh, Christ and how he exemplifies this as he received, he fully gives. It's just passing from one hand to the other. You've heard the verse say, do not let your right hand know what your left hand is doing. How's that possible? I got the pin and I got the checkbook. How's that possible? That's not the point. The point is reactionary. As you give, you receive. As you see a need, you meet a need. And that's what we're talking about here. We want to be marked as a body that is benevolent, that is generous. We live in a society that's all about me. It's all about me. Some of you guys that come to uh, the uh, practice on mornings have heard me talk about how men and their masculinity today and how they drive around in big trucks with a lot of chrome underneath these four by fours that never see an ounce of dirt and they're so, they're so absorbed with themselves. They're marked. Some of you guys are laughing. They're marked. They're marked as self-absorbed guys. We are not that as believers. We are marked with Christ's likeness. We're marked with our love and our giving. Generosity. I'd like to invite the band up. Jesus is the ultimate giver. He's the most generous. And he wants his people to emulate him. If your joy is in the God of money and that God was crucified and shows no sign of resurrection, you have no reason for joy and generosity. If your God is Jesus, well then the source of your joy and generosity is still alive and well. Therefore, so is your, so go and be generous. Let me pray. Our Father, we thank you for your word. Hopefully this was encouraging for the believers here. It was for me in preparing for this. I pray that in this generation that is just bombarding us with materialism and big backpacks just always encouraging us to go more get more out of life you have true life for us it's a life of generosity as freely as we receive we should be giving Lord so I, enc- I just want to pray for encouragement through your spirit that we would be marked with our generosity in your name you for listening. Know that God loves you more than you can imagine. And for everything Bethany Church, check out bethanychurchpresno.com.